Hello, welcome to the Daily Live. Myself and Jack this afternoon. Um, How are you? Not too bad, you know, not too bad. Yeah, a little bit under the weather, but I'm, I'm yeah. pretty much over it now. I think Ned's got the brunt of it at the moment. Has so. he? Uh, these young young ones just can't handle the pace, can you? It's just, just not the same. Well, the summer's gone now, hasn't it? It was never really here, but now mm. we're properly into like actually cold weather and that. So I think it's just illness. <laughs> I'm sure it's now. 17 degrees today. I don't know. I felt cold walking up. Like, yeah, there is a breeze. There I've is stopped a... wearing shorts now as yeah, well. So, so that's the, when you know that's the, summer's over. The thing, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how we go. Um, have you got over Saturday yet? Yeah? yeah, to be honest, Saturday it was more frustrating for me than worrying mm. because it take anything we've said about the Fulham game and you can probably apply it here as yeah, well as yeah. you, you know striker on the pitch if we take our chances it's probably a comfortable win mm. you know me and Ped did the Tuesday topic in the aftermath of the game it was on a Thursday but yeah. um, it was one of them and we went through the idea of you know can you just have games where the opposition's keeper just plays a blinder mm. and you can't really can't complain yeah. and you know maybe the weekend was sort of one of them Obviously, we should have took our chances anyway, but their keeper played a blinder, didn't he? Yeah. And I'd put this on Twitter as well at the time. You know, obviously, it's frustrating and it's worrying that once again, we've not took our chances. But if this game came later in the season and we were at a comfortable point already, you know, we won a few games and you can see how we're going to win more games. Yeah. You could just chalk it down as, you know what, we got unlucky today. Nine times out of ten, we win that. But it's it's when it's come, it's when we've not won any games this season, not even scored a goal. That's where the worry comes from. Mm. It's just because for me, it was just Groundhog Day from Fulham. It's just the same game. Everton controlled it, wasted loads of chances, and conceded the goal late on and lost the game. And it's like that. You can't have much more than them now because then you start going. Actually, there is bigger There's stuff a problem, here. Yeah. But you're right. If you look on the other way, we've had. I think just the goodest. We've had 16 attempts on target in the two games and we hadn't scored a goal. So that's not... The law of average will say that won't continue. You will score goals. And obviously, Beto's coming now. Which are you pleased with that addition? Yeah, I think it's a really good sign. And, you know, he's mm. the right type of presence we need in the forward. Yeah. Big, big lads. Strong, uh, by all accounts, likes to carry the ball, takes mm. a lot of shots as well. He's got 10 goals in Serie A last season. Mm-hmm. You're looking at that thing, and if you can get 10 goals in the Premier League, that's 10 goals we didn't have from a striker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last year, you know, yeah. last season, all of our strikers, I think, what, did they all get Four. one? Before we ended up, Dom got two. Oh, Dom got two. Malpe got one and Sims got one. Mm, but then it. two of the strikers we had through the whole season got got two and one goals mm. each. So, yeah, if he can come in and add that immediately, you're looking at a good handful of points added. And, you know, he's proper blue as well, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, big blue Edithonium, by all accounts. Naming so, players. Yeah, you know? Barkley. And you see his top as well. He had a 13, 14 top. Yeah. He had, he had 16, oh, 16 17. With Lukaku on the yeah, back. Yeah, the faded Chang yeah, logo, yeah. and I think he played that out a bit. But yeah, you know, it's it, mm. good to have a player who, you know, likes the club. It's not the be all and end all by any means, yeah, yeah. but you know, it just, you can't. Gives you that link, doesn't yeah. it? It gives you the link, um, which is I think is good as well. Um, Eugene asking you to smash the light button again. I often say you can caress the light button, you can gently press it, yeah. you can hit it, and just, you know, tap it, let it know you're there. Yeah. Just just all of it. that, all of that stuff. But they, thanks, Eugene. Feel like uh, Alexander Usyk against Daniel Dubois at the weekend. Just jab it, just constantly, you know, remind that you're there. Jab. 
jab. There you go. Jab. Boxing references launched in very early. Uh, Mr. Ron, Rondon Mon says coffee time. You guys overall do a great job, even if we give you lips sometimes. Haha. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that. Um, obviously, he's in. We've got better win now, which is good. Uh, I agree with you. I think he's the exact type. Certainly, this manager needs that type of presence. I think Everton need it. We've always had a big presence up front, haven't we? You know, going back over the years. Um, and we like that, and it gives our wingers something to hit. I think the lad scored goals. He's, he's different types of goals as well. He's got a turn of pace because of how big he is. His stride, he's strong. And he's had a unusual route to the top as well. You know, KFC four years ago and all yeah, of that. And KFC to EFC. There you go. So it shows it? he's got that drive and that determination yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that. And, you know, mentioning the style of play, it allows us to play the style of football that I think the fans respond best to. Mm-hmm. You mentioned, you know, we've always had a mm-hmm. big man up top. I mean, you should get the ball up the pitch quick. If he wants to carry the ball, that'll get the fans out the yeah, seats. Yeah. Even if, you know, say Neil Mopo was playing well for Everton, and he was being played in his, his role that suits him and he was having some success in there. I think having a striker of Beto's profile doing well will always just translate to the fan base better as well. Mm. We just like that, don't we? We've had, you know, people talk about Bob Latchford and then, I'm, you know, me as a kid with Graham Sharp, Andy Gray, that type. Even though Adrian Heath was my favourite player, he very much wasn't that type. He was only young, um, young, small. Um, and then moving through, you know, Dunk, Duncan. We've had, um, going on from Duncan, we've had people like Sahar. He wasn't he wasn't quite that that type, but he was still a big presence. Yakubu was certainly that big kind of presence. Then Rom, not aerially, but big, strong target. Well, big, strong lad who could hold the ball. And and we have missed that. You know, Dom, when Dom's been on it, he's been that kind, a little bit more of a throwback, Dom, because he is very much a target, man. Where Rom wasn't, and Sahar was a, a good football, more powerful. We have had that kind of physical presence throughout, certainly throughout my lifetime. Um, and I think Evertonians do like that. And this fella very much is that. And you get him. It, the big thing for me is it takes the pressure off Dominic Calvert-Lewin as well. Oh, absolutely, People yeah. want to throw the towel in with Dom. I'm not ready. I'm not at that stage yet to let go. I can't quit you. I'm not at that stage with him because I still think I think he's being incredibly unlucky. And I think this, the Villa one, is something that could happen to anybody. It wasn't his body breaking oh, down. It was yeah, a bloody collision, wasn't yeah, it? And, you know, there's, there's hope, I think, or there was hope early in the week. He may even be in the squad at the weekend with a mask on, but I don't know whether that how true that will be or how it'll play out but you get him fit you've got Schmitty the lad six foot four came off the bench at the weekend as well and then all of a sudden you've got that you have got that physical presence up there to and the three of them have got it which I think will really help the squad anyway yeah definitely because now we've got a specific type of striker in the squad haven't mm. we you know we don't have to adjust how we play you know by yeah. by force if a striker goes out we don't have okay well we've got another striker here who's nothing like him mm. and then in terms of Calvert-Lewin you know we're taking the pressure off him Obviously, we don't want Calvert-Lewin's time at Everton to be done, but say it's, again, taken out of his hands, he has another bad year with injury, he mm. just can't get fit, at least means we hopefully do have a striker who can carry the reins. Absolutely. It's Yeah, it's just good, isn't it? Because Shea Adams, you know, there's a lot of debate about, you know, does he improve the team? Is he better than our current backup options? And he probably was. Mm. But is he better than a fully fit Calvert-Lewin, or at least comparable to that? And can you bet Shea Adams as your long-term striker? No. And that was the old debate around And he's him. older than Dom as well. 
Yeah, it, that was the old debate around him, though, wasn't it? Mm. It was like, yeah, he, he might be better than some of the options that we've got, but should we be signing a striker who can play, you know, rain or shine if Calvert-Lewin's fit? Mm. Or not, can he actually challenge for that place? And we've went out and got a striker who, hopefully, fingers crossed, is good enough to, you know, start on merit, you know, mm. not just be there for when Calvert-Lewin's well, not there. I, I mean, I'm hoping that, obviously, we're all opening. It's probably a sheeper thing to say, but I'm hoping that he hits the ground running better. And then he does, you're absolutely right, Jack. Then he becomes, who do you start then? You know, if they're both fit, who do you start? It's not like, well, Dom starts and everything else is just, well, yeah, we'll see. I hope Beto becomes the person where you're going, oh, I think I'd have Dom on the bench today or whatever. The manager could go full Bruce Brothers in some games and go, we'll, we'll play the two of them. Yeah, well, you know, like Burnley, he had two big men, yeah. didn't he? We'll Barnes play, and Woods. You know, we'll do it. We'll either go three at the back with a three-five-two, or we'll play a four, you know, four-two-two-two, or whatever, and um, we'll narrow four-four-two, whatever. But we'll get balls into the box. There's just a few options now, which is good. What a lovely problem to have, eh? Well, well, yeah. What so, striker do we start? Exactly. Well, th- listen, let's hope it plays out like that. I'm not expecting Beto to come in and get 25 goals. It's not that tight, but. I think, like you say, if you can get double figures, and there's no reason if we get decent quality into him, there's no reason why the cat, the lad, for me, the lad would have scored three goals already for Everton had he been on the pitch in the two games. Yeah, definitely. Don would have got to, Don would have scored, but we on three goals now comfortably. The chances aren't, you know, that Mopai, it just doesn't work for the lad. Sometimes you move through a club and. It doesn't work. Whatever happened, the goal just gets smaller and smaller. And smaller. He, he could well move on him by Friday and go somewhere, and it, and it feels right for him, and he scores early on, and everything flows, and we might look and go, oh, see, he can't score goals. It just happens, doesn't it? It happens. It made the Premier League may just be too quick for Neil Mopai, and maybe a move to somewhere like France or Italy might, might help him. Yeah, definitely, because he's not necessarily a bad player. We've seen him get double mm. figures in the Premier League before, did very well in the Championship. He's mm. always been known for probably missing more chances than he should. Yeah. But it, there's been a decent centre-forward there in the past, hasn't there? And it, it's he... been, I mean, it's been questioned this week. A couple of people who are non-Everton pundits have, have said he's not Premier League quality or whatever, but he has done it in the Premier League, so I don't know where they get it. Just maybe for what we need, we need more than that, don't we? Neil Mopai in a footballing team where you've got other goals in it, might you know, could be a good addition, maybe. You know, linking things. We we need more than that. We need someone to take the game to people and we need a a, a focal point to play from. And he's not that. Um on top of Beto Everton still looking at bringing in a, a winger, a right wing well another winger predominantly to play on the right although a couple of the names they've been linked with are left wingers but hey ho um, one of them's Camel Dean Sulemana that story circulated again that's coming from the from the, the south coast that Everton the, they seem to think it may well happen I don't know if it is if it will or it won't talking about a loan deal with an obligation and all of that I mean what a what are your thoughts on him first and foremost before we get on to possible alternatives? Well, he's one that we looked at in January, isn't mm. he? Same as Beto. So obviously, you know, they're the looking at these targets all the same. And he didn't really hit the ground running straight away for Southampton. He came on a little bit better towards the end of the season, got a couple of goals. 
Yeah, the, you know, he's a winger with a lot of pace, quite direct. He, he he's a young quick, lad, yeah. you know, he still needs to learn a few things, definitely. Mm. But in terms of a natural right side to play, you know, we've got players who can play there. You know, Harrison can probably play there. I think yeah. if we don't sign a right side winger, that's where Harrison will take up. Mm. McNeil's played there before. I don't think he's no. a right winger, personally. No. So Dan, Dan G would probably play out there. Yeah. But... But you're looking at that spot on the pitch now as sort of the last piece of the puzzle almost. Obviously, you know, I do think we need a centre-back, but we we have centre-backs, we have natural centre-backs. Mm. We don't really have a natural right-winger at the moment, oh, and that's maybe why it's taking priority over a centre-back, because, you know, it's, while we are weak there in depth, we've only got two first-team standard centre-backs at the moment, and one of them there are still questions over, because he's a young lad, Bramfweet. Right winger, there's no obvious natural mm. choice there, is that other than maybe Harrison, and it's still not his predominant position. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Suleimana or someone come in. You know, if mm. it's Suleimana, that's fine, Found, that's great, yeah. but it, there are other options, like you say. Yeah, I mean, there's Johan Bakayoko, he's, he's one of the ones I'd, I'd be very happy if Everton went and got him out of PSV. I think that, you know, there's a lot of talk in Holland that Everton are very interested. Marcel Brands defo owes us a few favours. So, yeah, well, we've got contact you know, there, you know, Exactly, so there's that. Um, and obviously, Wilfred Nonso, Everton still, apparently, are still trying for. Leeds don't really want to sell him. I'm not sure whether there'll be anything in that. Um, he played last night. Leeds got knocked out last night at the Carabao Cup on penalties by uh, Salford City. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if the Nonto thing's dead done. at this mm. point. He wants out. He, he want, apparently, he wants out anyway, Cut if you if you believe in the uh, Yeah, I think he, he does want out, but I think the way it's going at Leeds, and, you know, I think subtly they are trying to rebuild that mm. relationship and you're putting pictures of him on Twitter last mm. night and stuff like that. You know, I think they're slowly trying to of it. The, the fans turned on him, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair Rightly enough. So as well, to yeah. a degree, because if any player goes on strike at your club, you're mm. gonna you're gonna not take that very well. But I think you know Leeds are looking. I think and look, there's a few days left of the transfer window. He's not got his move yet. They've brought mm. him back into the squad. I think Leeds' opinion at this point is that he's staying. You now maybe that's always been their outlook, but obviously, is it too late in the window for the player to try and force a move again after he's came back into the squad? I'd be surprised personally if Everton got that done at this point. Mm. I think I, I think Everton will test the water again. I imagine it's uh, sorry, no city. I imagine they will try and test the water Thursday with that one with Nonson. I think they'll get tonight out the way, and then tomorrow I think they'll go back because the agent is still very much trying to trying to push it. I think it's just the owners. I think Daniel Farke is like, well, okay, if we're going to do it, let's do it and get because Clayencio Somerville's back again. That was neat. They thought he was going to be out longer. He's available again. Lewis Sinister has been mentioned as well today for Everton. There is apparently there's some kind of clause, so he can go. So that's an easier deal to do. The I like Sinister. I like them a Feyenoord. Um, if you've watched the documentary, which is really good from a couple of years ago now, but called Feyenoord, literally one word, Feyenoord, I think it is. Uh, he, he's in that, and Dick Abvacar's the manager. It's funny, and um, but he's good in that, hard-working Colombian winger. I actually think he's 
right now he's probably better in front of goal than what Nonto and Suleiman are at. Yeah, definitely. You know, he had in fact he scored, I know Nonto scored at the weekend for Leeds, but Sinister got the winner, didn't he? And that he won four three, didn't he? Or he got the fourth goal, what proved to be the winner. Um so I'd be quite happy with him, to be honest. I think he's 24, I think, Sinistera. Has he had a few injury issues? He has, had, but I still think he played... I'll just have him. still think he played a decent amount of games, you know, for Leeds. Um, but he's another one, though, Jack, because he is quite... He's quite um, direct. He's quick. I remember his goal at Brentford last season, where uh, it was played over and he just... Dead calm, went through and just knocked it in and... Uh, yeah, 24 years of age. Let's have a little look at what he did last year. Um, so he wouldn't, you know, again, he's, he's played off both sides, hasn't he? So you'd look and go, whatever. He played, yeah, he, in the league, 21 games he played in the league. Oh, sorry, 19 games he played in the league. Got five goals last season. Uh, 22 appearances overall, seven goals. His first goals against Everton, wasn't he? Ellen Road. Uh, he's played... Two championship games this season for them and scored one goal. So in Leeds appearances for Leeds, twenty five goals, eight. It did with like one in three, isn't it? For a wide player. And looking at him and Bakayoko as well. So I was just having a look at yeah. Bakayoko's goal returns. Then I think they're probably the more immediate goal threats mm. in terms of players to bring in. They're both a little bit older than Nonto and um, mm. Suleimana as well, I mm. think, aren't they? So maybe that's something the other two can develop into Hopefully, their games yeah. as well. In the but I think any years. of them four, Jack, if we got any of those four, I think, I mean, I don't know about you, but I think that, again, I'm, and I'll accept anyone saying this, they're not massively right-sided players. Like, Nonto still likes to play off the left as well. Um, I think Jack Harrison, actually, when the numbers were done, it, it Relatively, he'd played as many on the right as he had oh, on the I left. Think right. I think I'll double check that. Is it Jack? I'm thinking of. I think it is. I'll double check that in a minute. But, um, but I do think any of those four give Everton an extra, an extra gear, and I think that makes a massive difference. Especially, I imagine Damari Gray will move. I know his Al Shabab movers fell through. There's apparently another Saudi team interested. There's a Premier League team interested. Um. But I think if he's made his mind up to go to Saudi Arabia, then I imagine the other Saudi Arabian team's got a leg up there. I think Everton would like that done quickly. However, the problem Everton would have now with that is their windows not doesn't shut till next Friday. So Everton would have to get a guarantee that he's going, that he's going before to, we bring some for the in. money. Alex Obobi obviously has been mentioned with Fulham. So before we go back on to Everton's one of the four that we'd like in. What are your thoughts on a Wobi with, with only 10 months to go on a contract? I don't think he's re-signing the contract. So what are you thinking with, with that? Would you let him go? Would you just let him see the contract out? What do you think? I'd like a Wobi to stay for a couple more years on ideally a reduced wage. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to happen, is it? You know, if you look at his chance creation numbers, he is important to the team. I know mm. sometimes, you know, that doesn't always translate into actual performances for him. But no one else in the team has created the level of chances he has over mm. the last year. I think he, he's replaceable, definitely, but it's just the window or opportunity we've got to replace him. Mm. At the same time, if he walks out for free in 10 months' time and we have a you know potential 20 million offer on the table at the moment... Are we going to look back at that in 10 months and go, 
you know, why don't we just take the money? Especially when we're bringing in players who play similar positions to him. I know he's not really a winger, but he does often play there. If we bring in wingers and we have comfortable wingers on the pitch, it takes up positions of where we might play him because then maybe Dan Juma goes behind a striker and then yeah, you, know, you yeah. need a flat two in midfield so that rules a will be out. Or you go two up top so that rules a will be out. To Corey potentially behind the striker, that also probably rules a will be out. He's not a guaranteed starter anymore, despite being mm. a good chance creator. And I know it's Would you on... not play him in the 10? Would you not take the Corey out the team? I think he's an option, absolutely. Because but... isn't that where... Isn't that where he would he would say himself he thinks that that's where he's he did best? A big thing. That's my natural that's position. That's my natural position. He? Now, now, what the caveat to that is, and other people will will say this as well: the goal value from that position, that he, the goal return. Now, yeah, you can talk about well, he'll be um, he's done this or he's done that when he's created this many chances and all. That. I get all that. I absolutely get it. But when you're playing in an advanced position as well, I think you have to have goals. And if Abdelai Decore ended up with five goals, did he, from that position, which were vital to us, it kept us up. And that's really about half the season played in that role. So would the would Iwobi get five goals? I doubt he's... I don't think the most he ever scored was six for Arsenal in one season. That was it. Everything else. Certainly at Everton. I mean, I was gutted he missed Saturday. He normally scores against Wolves. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's normally the guaranteed goal. We've already goal. played Wolves, so, so that's that, already yeah. a goal. So we're already in trouble. Um, so what do you think? I mean, what do you think with that, with him being in a 10 or whatever? Yeah, I think he's absolutely an option to play a 10 if he's at the club. But, you know, it's, it's chance creation and everything. That's great and you don't want to lose that. But at some point that needs to, you know, materialise itself into, you know, solid, like recognisable numbers that, yeah. you know, show up in a meaningful at the end of the game, whether that's goals or, you know, it, it's assists that mm. translate into goals. Yeah. In, you know, we need, you know, some, like, some hard evidence from him. Of performance as well, and in terms of playing him in the ten, it, yeah, he could do that. You know, it, it's his natural position. He, he kicked a big fuss up about that, didn't mm-hmm. he, at the time? But I think the way our you know our number ten plays, it is more of a goal scoring player who makes late runs into the box, not a traditional number ten, not an not an Azel type, more of it, a, you know a second. Hasn't that position type. gone as well now? It, it, you know, when you look around a lot of teams, there's less and less, there's less like and less number tens now, isn't it? The more like you could you. You might argue like James Madison is like that type of player, whereas he will get goals from that area. He's not a out and out winger, Madison. He doesn't run up and down, but he is someone who drops into pockets and and he's dangerous because he can score. But when you think of like the rest of the Premier League, there's not that many who play that role. Even like Arsenal, like chief creators are like Odegaard, who's central. I know Smith Rowe creates a lot of chances, but he he has often done it off the left or the right. Who else has got, you know, Kai Havertz is, likes to play in there. He's not a big chance creator. He's breaking into the box, isn't he? So, you know, when you go through the teams, even City don't have that. The obvious one's the Bruyne in mm, terms of chance yeah. creation. But you can play but, him in goal and he'd create them chances, yeah. wouldn't he? But a lot of these, you know, number 10, traditional number 10s, mm. they're going wide. The, yeah, the wide play. The wide players, even yeah. James Rodriguez, when he played for Everton, he'd often start <laughs> on the wing, wouldn't he? Sorry, should I not have said that? Why would you bring that name? Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, they would, like you know, they yeah, took up a no, while, right. and you know, they, they will come inside and they'll drift inside. Mm. But it's gone out of fashion a little bit. That mm. the old four-two-three-one, 
it's gone out of fashion. Mm. No, it was in for a while. It's gone football changes. It moves on now. We're all playing you know, free at the back, but it turns into four. Football evolves. Do you think, because obviously right now with Sean Dyke, the way he's playing it, it's almost becoming a, a, like a midfield three, a powerful midfield three. You need your wingers in that case to get you the goals. Then if you go into the old, like to the Liverpool style when they were... They were like really good a few years ago when they were going for leagues. They had the three in midfield, which were workhorses. They did have the caveat to that is when Alden did get goals, didn't he? And the other Henderson and that would weigh in. They'd chip in. When we don't chip in, ours don't, don't, guy doesn't score. And I know Nana got one last year. But then that's your quality of player as well, yeah, isn't of it? Course. Being able to chip in. But they still had those workhorses and everybody else done the, the goal thing for them. They had the three wide, you know, the three up front. They had the two full-backs weighing in with goals and obviously centre-backs will score and they'll have them pockets for Everton. Then is the like the question becomes then with those three, because this wound me up on Saturday with Everton's midfield three, is that not one of them? And I include James Garner in this until the last 10 minutes when he, he started trying to do it. Not one of our midfielders wanted to take the ball and go forward with it. Not one of them. They all wanted to play safe, either side to side or back. And that midfield makeup of those of Onana, Garner, and the Corey, I'm questioning whether we can play that all the time. I don't know whether we need a more creative player in there as well. So that is where you look at a Wobi, or if a Wobi goes. I mean, Everton have been linked with Alzati as well today from Brighton because apparently he's up for a sale or for loan. Is he a creator? He's a nice footballer in midfield. He keeps everything ticking over nice and he gets around the pitch. Is he creative? You know, but again, it's it's what you do, isn't it? If Everton have gone to have goals from the wide positions and up front and your full-backs can get forward, but then that shines a big light on the left-back. Ashley Young's had a couple of poor games, but I'm not writing them off, but his last couple hasn't been great. But then Michalenko's the other choice, and he's a defensive. We know he's not doing that, don't we? So then, it, you know, so it's those, it's those things, and we, we've got to like bundle it all together right now. Yeah. We? Well, the obvious example, like you mentioned, is Liverpool, and you look at the makeup of that team. Mm. You know, okay, you can have your midfield, which isn't about scoring goals or really even creating chances, but yeah. you know, they're athletic, they cover ground, they move yeah, the ball yeah. back, and they recycle it. Yeah, you know, your wingers are meant to be your goal scorers, and obviously you've got your striker as well. Yeah, yeah. But then they had two full-backs who were always the two highest in the league for chances, created assists. Yeah. Oh, both got great deliveries. They just copped us from Coleman and, and Baines. Well, we gave them the blueprint for yeah, it. Yeah, We gave you Europe know. the blueprint for it. Yeah, uh, Roberto Martinez invented that, didn't he? But, and, and Moyes, yeah, I think Moyes had started it. Martinez yeah. took it on. But Coleman's only just come into the team. Yeah, the but the yeah, don't it's, give Martinus credit yeah, for what right, yeah. No, No credit for Bobby Brown shoes no. then, but it, we don't have that key point though, do we? Because, you know, Patterson, mm. he, he, he's struggling at yeah. the moment. He did put a good ball into the box actually on his weak foot as well, uh, but, but not seen enough. Getting great areas is final balls, terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Ashley Young, the, the less said about his final ball, the better. The amount he floated into that Ooh, keeper's arms. We had arms. a nightmare the other day. Over the weekend, Michalenko has either been in, under instruction not to do that in every game he's played, or he has a deep fear of doing it, crossing <laughs> that halfway line. Yeah. God, no. Coleman, when you look at him for key, I know it was in a different league, but when you look at him for he got here, he, he did fly forward and put on. You see him for the Ukraine doing it, do Everton just go, you can't get back, it's too quick yeah. this league or whatever, but I don't know. Because at times he has. 
remember like Lampard screaming at him to go and I don't know whether he is worried about his own you know in his head thinking I've got to I, I can't get caught too high up the pitch so because when the occasions he, I mean I can just I can remember the Crystal Palace goal at home Gordon's goal last year it was Michalenko good run shot Guata saves it and Gordon's got a tap in it was like do that more often like the year before Leicester away it's on the edge of the box with a peach of a volley it's like you have to get forward don't you yeah, then he has done that on occasion, mm, but, but more often than not, he doesn't. So. It's just in the spells, it doesn't happen, and you yeah, look at yeah. it, and there's opportunity for it. Yeah, and you'll be like looking, and if you're watching it on the screen, it, there was a few times where this happens, where you know maybe say we've had a corner mm. or something, and it goes out, and you're expecting to see him running into the picture and picking up the ball, and he's just not there. No, he's never. He's the he, he hangs back. Um, just looking at Jack Harrison, just on them numbers. 139 games at left wing, 94 at right wing. Goals from the left wing, 25. Goals from the right wing, 17. 21 assists off the left, 13 assists off the right. So less games on the right, but the goals, if you actually look at it, it's all very comparable. Still creates, still got assists, still score goals. So he's very, obviously very comfortable playing off the right hand side as well. So I've got Sinisteras here as yeah. well. That's what I was just looking at. He played yeah. 111 on the left, yeah. 42 on the right. Mm. A 35 goals from 111 on the left and 29 assists as well. And then 14 goals and three assists on the right. So I think he is a bit more of a creator when he plays on the left. Mm. Left-footed, mm. isn't he? So, you know, he's putting more crosses in when he's on his comfortable side of his strong foot. But then, is better goals to game or very similar goals similar, to game as it? a right winger? Which, again, that, having that, I'm not saying that's perfect, but having that gives you that comfort that you can mix it up with either of them. Do you know what I mean? You can go, yeah, you go on the right, you go on the left switch. They're still comfortable on, on both sides. Where I, see, when, it was dead interesting when we were talking then about the midfield because I'm thinking if Everton do get another player in, then that gives... The offer now. This might be a bit of a wild shout, right? But I actually think it gives the opportunity to play Dwight McNeil as a double eight, because so we can pick it up. I'm thinking of his goal against Fulham at Goodison, where he was very much centrally took it, turned, charged, and just bounced it into the corner. I'm thinking, not all. I'm not saying like all the time. That's where he, he did start as a midfield player. He was a centre midfield player when he started. He's not lightning, I get that, but he does work hard. He does travel with it. If we had a real base, like a proper defensive midfield player who was the insurance, and then you had, say it was, um, I don't know, say it was, say it was a Trisha Garner guy just for just for now. I know for people will be shouting, yeah. going, get it to be James Garner, whatever, right? But say to Trisha, and you had Onana and Dwight McNeil either side of him. If a Wobie goes, you know, could could that could you play a double six with Onana and Garner and play McNeil in front of that, where he can switch it either way and he can get a shot off and slide it. So what you're doing is if you do get another winger in, you being a there's a few different options for the manager. There should never be an occasion where he's if most people are fit where he's scratching his head going, I don't know how to change this, because there's enough there. And this is why when people go, oh, we're still going to struggle, we're still going to struggle. It's like, I don't, we shouldn't be. There is squads that are, or there's, Everton can put a team out that is better than, I think, quite a lot of that teams in the bottom half. Whether they 
perform. Other 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 clubs seem to perform better than us with less resources and and worse players at times. If we get the final third right, I think it changes the whole thing. Yeah. It's not perfect by any stretch. But... What you don't want to end up in again is a situation like last year when we lost to Corey and the manager's head just fell, fell off. off didn't he it, didn't yeah. know what to do. He didn't know how to organise his team. You want to have players in every position who you can rely on or mm. at least have different systems you can look to. Yeah. Almost. Mm. You now at striker now, we've got three strikers at the same profile, so now mm-hmm. hopefully if one of them goes out, it's okay, because we have players who can do that. Yeah, And absolutely. when you mention a McNeil, you go, okay, well, if a midfielder drops out, or, you know, we're in a position where we're not making enough chances, okay, mm. we can maybe try him centrally, and he can, you know, be that sort of technical ability in the middle. Absolutely, You do yeah. see sometimes with these wingers who aren't that physically impressive, but they do have a bit of technical ability, yeah. maybe they are a bit more suited through the middle. Yeah. I mean, listen. What Walls was saying is, there's, they just it just means there's options, which is something we've bemoaned for such a long time. Uh, we'll come back on to all of that. And we'll come back on to the chat. But Everton have released, as we we told you yesterday, Everton have released their third kit today. I, I think it's very nice, very nice indeed. Um, I think everyone had seen the mock-ups and all. I think people knew where it was coming, but they have released it today. So here are. A couple of the images from it, where we've got Delhi looking resplendent in the kit. Uh, let's hope there's still a role for him to play this season. Um, again, we spoke about Delhi before, but let's hope he can play some part in it, which will mean that you know he's, he's doing well. Uh, Seamus looking tremendous in the kit. I I like the kit. I mean, Jack, what are your what are your initial thoughts on it? I yeah. mean, I love the tower just on it. I think it's brilliant. I, I really like the uh, the minimalist badge. Mm. To be honest, as an option on one of yeah. the kits, and um, you know, on here did the quarterly shot there. You got a nice view of you know the down the middle different pattern, yeah, yeah. and that I didn't show as well on the Delhi one. But no, we've no. seen it. Yeah. The later one, it adds a little bit of character to it. Mm. Now, what I like about it actually, I like um, the logo. Actually, looks nice with the blue. Yeah, and uh, the slight white outline on it makes yeah, it yeah. pop a bit more, yeah. but not take up the shirt. Mm. It, it's a nice color combination, a blue and a light grey. Mm. See for yourself. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's off your TV, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, I like it. Yeah, it's mm. nice. I, I, I'm a big fan of the, the um, small badge. I know a lot of people aren't, but it's something I quite like the idea of. Before we were doing it, I think it's tremendous. The the, the little the tower. Yeah, I do. I think it's tremendous. I think it's. I think you know that it's Everton, and that's what I think moving forward now is we've got to reinvent. I personally, I might get people might not like me saying this, might have different ideas. We've all got, we've all got the thing, haven't we? Um, like Blue Cali says, the solid tower is crap. It's fair enough. Everyone's got their yeah. own opinion. I actually think it's it makes the kit. I think it. it we have got to move away from this big, stupid collection of stuff. I think moving, we've got a chance to rebrand, refresh in it. Got a chance for people to just go, that's Everton. Yeah, see, I don't even think we necessarily need to move away from mm. stuff, but I do like the idea of having like um, a noticeable visual identity, which mm. isn't the the full shebang. It's just, you know, mm. a little bit, oh, the tower, that's the Everton tower. That, that's you it, know, yeah. people who don't really care about Everton or see it and go, ah, Everton tower. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's done, it's yeah. it's just good. It's a small piece of marketing, and you know that in mm-hmm. itself isn't fixing the club's marketing no, of issues. Not. But it, it's no. a nice little touch for me personally. I, I get if people don't like it and they just want the badge. Or oh whatever. yeah, but listen, personally for me, I I quite like you it. You just go like that, don't you? Every everyone's got the same kind of thing. Um, 
everyone's got their own opinion. People will like it, people won't like it. I think the kit's brilliant, to be honest. Um looks very nice. Yeah, it's, it's and it's obviously nice. the Denmark eighty six style kit, which was one of the greatest kits yeah. ever. Um I think I prefer it to the away kit, but I like all of our kits this year, to mm. be honest. I think yeah. Hummel generally have made us some very nice No, kits. they have. They have, and, and if we do move away from them, and it's, it becomes, you know, Castore or something like that, people really will moan them when they see the price of the gear as well. And now I've on the Castor kits and misprinted as well. You know, the, it's not a time just see a Castor kit and the badges upside down. And... Is it? Yeah, may, maybe that's not their fault. That's, no, no. Or something. We maybe wouldn't. There's... We wouldn't be putting that on them. Obviously, um, that's just what we've seen. Yeah, They're just things that have happened. Mind you, we've seen things where people have ordered Everton kits and got Man City kits. From, yeah, so, fair enough. So I don't think anyone is perfect uh, where that is at all. Uh, Doncaster tonight, tricky game for Everton. They are bottom of everything in the football league. They're the very bottom, the prop, and the whole football league. Um, means nothing. In a cup game, we saw a few games last night going through penalties and things like that. This is an opportunity, isn't it? With um, Slurpy Beans, we'll come on to that the minute we spoke about this, I promise you. Um, just very briefly, an opportunity for Everton to kickstart the season tonight, isn't it? And an opportunity for, say, someone like uh, Yusuf Chimiti, I think, should start the game tonight. Yeah, definitely. I think we do need to go strong because mm. we, you know, we need to get some goals and get a bit yeah. of confidence. Yeah. At the same time, there's a few players you could probably do with game time. You know, see what level they're at. Like Chimiti, definitely. Mm. Maybe Michalenko. Michalenko should definitely start. Mm. Uh, then we have got an important game at the weekend as well to keep that in mind. But yeah, mm. I do think we should put a relatively strong team out and hopefully. You know, get a few goals in the team and just, you know, let some of these lads remind themselves that they can't play. Maybe remind Sean Dyche as well. They've got something to give to this team. Mm. Yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, we can do that. Um, where was the Slurpy Beans said that you think Tom Cannon will get a look in? No, I don't, to be honest with you. I hope they don't sell him. I hope they don't sell him. Um, I'm not saying he's ready for the Premier League. I'd like to see him have another year in the Championship and see what he does. Because I think if he went to the Championship again and does well, and say he got 20 goals, there's enough games there for him to get 20-odd goals this season. Then a 21-year-old striker with 20-plus goals in the Championship, we'd be looking at when we go and... That's the type of player we should sign. You know, it, it also, I said this yesterday, it also gives 12 months breathing on Dom. Dom's got less than two years left on his current deal. If Calvert-Lewin comes back and is available most weeks and fit and scoring goals, I'm sure there'll be a conversation about a new contract because you just have to. But if Dom has another season where he's not fit for most of it, then with a year left, Everton are probably going to go, if anyone wants to come and take a gamble on you, we'll sell you. We'd be left with Beto and Chimiti. And if Tom Cannon's coming out the championship with 20 goals, then he might be able to slide in there alongside the other two. Like I've said, he's not ready yet. His hold-up play's not good enough. The manager quite clearly doesn't think he's good enough. He stuck him on for three minutes the other day, you know, when he really should have been on with 20 to go. Yeah, against the more Miller. charity minutes again, isn't it? Well, like, it is. Yeah. I like the youngsters, you know, yeah. get him on and all that. But if he's not, listen, if the manager and the coaching staff don't think he's good enough, they shouldn't play him oh, yeah, just because fair, yeah. we're going on. We should give him a go. They see them every day. Um, 
But the lad knows where the net is, and that's sometimes a priceless thing. Ellis Sims, you know, we've sold him. He's gone to Cons, he's struggling a little bit, but I'm sure Ellis will score goals and be fine. Will he ever be good enough to be a Premier League regular strike? I don't know. It's up to him now what work he does. I think Tom Cannon is a harder worker than Ellis. I think he's got a little bit more to his game than Ellis. But he's got to be given that opportunity. The, the big thing for Everton is apparently Middlesbrough and Sunderland are, are about to bid for him. They want to take him permanently. So what do you do? I think Tom Cannon's a bit of a more dynamic player than Ellison's. I think mm. he can do a little bit more, score mm. different types of goals. I don't want to sell him personally, but for the same reasons you said about Calvert-Lewin. Mm. I just think, you know, give him that full year in the Championship. He has a half year and he's done very well he for did, himself. Yeah. Eight and 17, I think he got also. Yeah, so like one and two in the yeah, Championship, like that, a, young, yeah. a young lad. Those are the type of players that, you know, clubs like us look at and go, we should sign him. Mm. And, you know, when they already play for your club, maybe you're a bit more reluctant to look yeah, at them. Yeah, the same yeah. with Bramthwaite. But if you can go away and get 15 to 20 goals in the Championship, he's either a 20 million player. Mm-hmm. Or, like you say, if Calvert-Lewin doesn't click, again, if it just doesn't work for him as fitness, you can move him on and you've got a replacement to come in and he won't be, you know, at the level of a fully fit Calvert-Lewin, but you've got Beto, you've got Chimitty yeah. a year into Everton, hopefully mm-hmm. settled in, hopefully trusted yeah. by the coaching staff. Goals, and, you know, yeah. he's chipping in with goals and he's the same, he's going to develop as well, mm-hmm. but for the time being, he's a comfortable second-choice striker. You know, hopefully Beto is comfortable enough to be the first-choice striker. Mm-hmm. And you've got Tom Cannon coming in and he can contribute as well. If not, if Calvert-Lewin is, is fully fit and, you know, we're looking at a new deal and he's going to be our striker alongside Beto. Mm. And sell Cannon for good money if he goes yeah. and has a good year and that's money generated for a player who would have been fourth choice, which is mm. ideal. Yeah, I just think his value is going to go up mm. this year if he has a loan in the championship. Worst thing it does is decrease very slightly if he goes and doesn't have a great year. Mm. He's already shown he can do it in the championship yeah. and he's young and young players will always go for a bit of money. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't think there's much risk to his value by no. giving him another loan. No. Yeah, and that, it, there's I'm a potential you. massive increase. So yeah, yeah, give him give him a loan, send him back to Preston or, you know, tell mm. Borough, look, you can have him, but you're only having him for a year. Yeah. Unless they put a buyer back in. Yeah, but, but it's I, I still terms, think I'd it? still personally think um, I'd keep him and just I'd ride it out for this year because, like we've just said, I think that's what we should do. Uh, Joe, yeah, we'll be doing. We're definitely deadline day all day till twelve at night. Um, I, I am. It depends what's happening. I imagine it'll mainly be here, but if but we'll we may well have live streams on both. On more than a game as well, because obviously we'll be recovering. Stuff going we'll be covering on. everything that's going on. So probably a bit of both, um, but we'll make sure that you're, you're aware of what's going on and all that. You may as well join us because we always end up having a laugh. If Everton aren't signing anyone, we ended up with a bald eleven in January, trying to pick a bald eleven, and that and that is always entertaining. I don't think Jack's in because he's let everyone down, but that's up to him. He's got better things to do on a Friday night. Fair play. Who have I let down? I don't know, I just feel like you could be in, there's lots coming in, I just thought you might be, you know, part of the team, but you do whatever you want, Jack. Yeah, it's just like to clarify that the invitation to come in on deadline day was never extended to oh, me. But... Oh, wait, you are, the door's open for you every day, you know this, you, you can play, you can play that card, but no one's accepting it, no one's accepting it. You know what you've done there, you've gone down, you've got up and gone like that, with the yellow cards at the ref, and no one likes what you've said in this room, Jack. Yeah. Ned, even Ned looked at you and went like this. And if Ned does that to you, 
then you know you've overstepped on that. Yeah, me and Ned are just going to go Ned's to the just town. just expected to be here. Yeah. It's deadline day. Um, yeah, so we, we will be doing stuff. Um, moving on to Premier member comments. Where are we? Just, they just flew up the screen. Um, Jonathan says sell Cannon, but include a buyback clause for length of contract. Yeah, it's an option. I mean, there's ways to, there's obviously ways to do it, isn't it? Which means Everton would get some money in now as well. But what I mean is, though, I don't want Everton just selling them if there's no intention to do something. I'd get it if it was like, listen, we need four million quid to be able to get Johan Bakayoko over the line from PSV. Who is going to play now? Let's sell Tom Cannon. But let's put a buyer back in or a sell on or a whatever, whatever, whatever. If, if that is already sorted and we don't need to do it, then why sell them? Like you've just said, that it values... One what way. would he go for right now? Because he's not eight going million for maybe any more than ten million. No. absolute max. No. And Whereas... if he gets twenty, he's going for twenty million, isn't he? Yeah. So I, I just think Cameron that... Artis just gone for what eighteen million. Yeah, off the back of one off season, off the back of, of being on loan at Middlesbrough, so never scored a goal in the Premier. What have you done? Well, we done it to John Durand the other, the other week. Yeah, have you not scored a Premier League goal. The same with the lads at Wolves as well. They bought him last year. That was his first goal. Oh for yeah, them. Glad it, yeah, yeah. Never scored a Premier he'd, League he'd been goal. Been injured in that, but still, it's the his first goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Van Wolf's win called us. Yeah, Van Wolf's win. Yeah, it's all Ricky. Ricky. Uh, side jukebox says, "Where's the money coming to Forest from? In Forest to make signing after signing? I thought they were in trouble. They allegedly are under investigation. Nothing in Forest for FFP, but I don't think they're owner cares." To be honest, no, it and because they're only um, like two years into mm. the yeah, profit, yeah. and it, it's a three year, yeah. Cycle. They've got it's the, next year, it's they're, they're gonna be close to the, the, the thing with Nottingham Forest is if they were to go down, they would be in big trouble, big trouble. However, they'll sell Brennan Johnson, Spurs one Brennan Johnson for 40 million, so Chelsea for interest, and Chelsea won them, so they'll get some money, won't they? They'll get money in, um. It's the, because they're only in year two, Jack spot on, because they're only in year two, they can get round. It's like Villa, since Villa come back up, people, how are Villa? Well, I think Villa are in year three now, so therefore they are a little bit, but they had the Jack Grealish money, which offsets other stuff, so that's it. The problem with Everton is we're, we've never been anywhere, so therefore as rolling ones are still including. But like I said, our big loss has gone. Everton will have made a small profit, I imagine, last on the one that finished in June. We've made 10 quid. There you go. Um, so our money now, uh, like from a financial fair play thing, is won't be bad. The problem is we aren't bringing in enough money to be able to do anything with it. So that's where our things are. So that's why we're having to almost one-in-one-out type of thing. But seeing that United, the richest club in the world, can't get Amrabat over the line yet without selling someone. Man United have got literally could set money on fire in this room and it wouldn't matter to them, but the way the rules are. I mean, if you're Chelsea, I don't know what I'm Chelsea do make a lot of money, but I still don't know how you can spend a billion pounds in a year. But there you go. The um, thing with Forrest is as well, they still might not get around it, like they still might get in trouble for it. Yeah, but if yeah, anything yeah. does, it'll be in a year's time, yeah, won't it? Yeah, because yeah. They, they can, do they, what they can do say, Look, we've got another year to fix it, mm. so nothing will happen yeah. to them. Yeah, it, it might in a They'll year. They'll sell Brennan Johnson for a start. Uh, Evan Vikings just genuinely think there needs to be a rule with how many signings you can make. Forrest have signed more players than Chelsea have, and that's saying something. 
the agent fees alone must be. Well, you haven't paid after people. I'm amazed. Fan, I'm amazed. Players are still going there when some players haven't been paid and the agents and all that. Yeah, but it's the thing it like I get that sentiment as well, and mm-hmm. I'd absolutely support some sort of more regulation around transfers. But yeah. I think part of the reason why Forrest signed so many is because loads left. You know, loads didn't mm. sign new. Well, he had eight players on loan, didn't he, or seven players yeah. when and he got up. To so keep they keep down a new contract and, yeah, like, yeah, and that. Yeah, like yeah. so, you do have a rule where you can only sign ten players. What happens if fifteen players turn mm. down new contracts? <clears throat> Maybe that, one in, one out, though, maybe. Oh, yeah, fair enough. I, I, I support the sentiments, but you'd, you'd have to proper nail Yeah, it's got to be nailed idea, down. Like, last few before we, uh, we the, tra- the transportation, the teleportation link goes in, and you just glide across with us to it's more than a game. Tech. Oh, tremendous. Steve Thomas says here, and we're interested in Maxwell Corney. Is it true, or is it another link? Would you rather get Suleimana or Corney? Suleimana. Yeah. Corney, don't get me wrong, Corney for Burnley, done very well. Done very well. I think he got seven goals. Can play left back as well. Don't forget, and he's probably be quite good for us. A left back actually. I'd have Corne and Suleiman if you if you were offering it. Um, but I'd rather have Suleiman to be I'd honest. Suleiman more on the right. Mm, yeah. Um, Mike says morning from a hurricane filled Florida. Hope you're all right, mate. I've been there many times when there's been hurricanes there, mate. Um, kind of sums up what deadline day, uh, sorry, what deadline week is for an Evertonian. Like, you never know which way the wind's blowing. Stay safe, David. Uh, Evan Viking says, apparently Suleiman has a £30 million release clause. Wonder if we sell Gray for 12 we can use that as a down payment. I don't know, feel like it'll be a difficult deal to do. Suleiman, eh? the, the, the reporters on the South Coast said it's an easy deal to do, to loan with an obligation. I, 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 they know more than me, yeah. I, I'm just saying. Maybe yeah. this is one as well where the release clause isn't necessarily based on yeah, yeah, the release yeah, clause yeah. and mm. we're paying less than that. I think we? as long as they make the money on them, I think they'll be happy. So if it was, yeah, I wouldn't be, like Steepy says, I wouldn't be paying 30 million for Suleimana. Get back a Yoko for 25 million. And he's, to me, he's much better. Uh, Matt says, afternoon all. I know it's all about transfer talk, but with all the talk of investment, will that see a new chairman and CEO? Um, I honestly don't know, Matt. I, I'd imagine so, but I, but I don't know. I mean, Colin Young is an interim CEO, isn't he? And we've got other people who are interim. Bill isn't very well at the moment. So I don't really want to go into that. So I imagine at some stage, but I don't know what if if it's the if it's the eight, the Chinese group that get it, which I think that's a bit unlikely, but it may actually be better for Evan if it was them. Them. Possibly, yet we'd see the new. If it's 777, then I don't know. Um, Benjamin says, I lads, uh, hoping we, uh, thanks for the therapy. Here's hoping we can stick it to Pundits and Sky tonight. They're already saying Beto, not prolific. Well, you know what, Benjamin? I, I knew normally have a go at them, but he isn't prolific, is he? He's one in three, which is fine. But they chat a load of nonsense anyway. They're already talking about. Oh, Anthony Gordon's a bargain of the year and all that because he scored one goal. Say no notice. It's just narratives from idiots, mate. No, and he doesn't need to be prolific to be a good player for no. Everton because, you know, no. 10, 11 goals isn't prolific, prolific, but it's great for Everton and it's value for money if he does that. So, yeah, just forget them. Yeah, absolutely. Derek says if Everton signs Suleiman, does that open the way for Dobbin to go out on loan? 
Yeah, I think Dobbin should be going out on loan anyway, really, before the end of the window. I get keeping him now because we've got about three wing options injured. Mm, yeah. But I do think he should be going. It's been, but it's Harrison's fit and McNeil's fit, and you know, mm. especially if we sign Suleiman or someone else. Definitely. It gets up into the championship. Uh, Derek says Harrison to me is a right winger he played 30 on I know I did watch him a lot at New York City and he was very good at cutting in and, and bending the him with his left foot um, Everton Vikings is the core right is the maddest player ever scores some goals that are genuinely unbelievable that makes it look difficult to play a five yard pass or his first shot he is he is technically weird isn't he the core he's confusing isn't he and other times he's brilliant he's around and all of that he's everywhere all over the pitch and he does great things and then you see him run through and if he just slips that one if he just goes full FIFA sweaty on day one and squares it to Ghana we'll win him 1-0 and we win the game 4 or 5-0 and he doesn't he does that thing he doesn't even like think the keeper he just hits it and you're like where's your brain like you do something brilliant Breakthrough. Why can't you do the simple thing? It's, he is frustrating. And if he has a better football and brain, I think he'd Probably he'd have sure, a good yeah. career for himself. Yeah, wouldn't yeah. He? yeah. Um, right. Okay. Adam says a message. He did message yesterday about Deitch. He asked if I felt the same about Lampard, uh, but I was busy, so I couldn't respond. No worries. I'd go ahead. As uh, as much as Lampard equally never had the luxury, he had a choice of strikers that were put to him he'd turn him down so that's on him he also showed lots of other deficiencies I've often heard John Blaine say the job of the owners is to remove excuses for failure we'll be well a big step towards that was by bringing in Beto he's by no means that's the perfect scenario but I believe he has the tools not to be delegated so now it's down to that yeah listen I'm again like I said yesterday Adam it's just I think he has I'm not saying we should be sacking the manager, by the way. I think if we carry on losing, there's a question there. Um, but I do think people excuse him for his record. He's won eight games in 56 Premier League matches. Eight games in 56 it's for Everton. Hard numbers, aren't he's he? won two in 14. He's not He's not amazing. He's, he, do you know what I mean? He's not like, I can go, oh, you know what, though? Whatever. I hope and pray he wins the next two and we just... This, because this conversation, it's just becoming boring now. Oh, who's the next one? Who's the next one? Do you know what I mean? I, I still think you should just manage a team for four weeks and then we get the next one in. If you've got more than a 50% win rate, you can stay on. If you get like a 39%, you can come back around the loop at some stage. It'd be better. Wouldn't it, every four weeks change the manager? It's like international footy. If they come in and they'll do their two qualifiers and lose, they'll write to you later. Yeah. If, they're, you know, if they're a decent team. You kind of just say, I love that from John Blaine. No, that little one-liner that he put in. Um, the fella said, he said, yeah, uh, yeah. That removing the excuse. Mm-hmm. He loves a good one-liner, John. Oh, John it? loves it, yeah. Dive, plan the dive, dive the plan. Change the people or change the people. Exactly, that's what it's about, isn't it? You know, what was good on the beach when you were having a pint and a burger, is it still good when you're 30 foot under the water? You know, that's the. these are the things. These are the, the John the John Blaine lines, which is tremendous. Master knowledge. Two things. There's always two things, Jack. That's his other one two things right the transportation link is going is going in right now the teleportation so come over to more than a game make sure you like and subscribe on this what are we on here we're on uh, we're on 81299 are we has it gone over I don't want to see that number in a minute I want to see 81306 yeah and on more than a game get over let's have a chat on more than a game loads of great great stories over there 
The link is going in. You don't have to go anywhere. Get yourself a drink and let's get into them. The comments, make sure you like and subscribe. Thanks for everyone who's watched. We will see you in a minute on the other side. Peace.